You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 92. Hey guys, JC here with another solo show coming to you today. We are diving into a new Bible study series about Daniel and the lion's den as I am preparing my new book that will be called Living in the Lion's Den. It is no surprise that we are living in trying times, especially as believers here in the United States. The story of Daniel shows us what we can do when we face grief and suffering. This episode is the second part of the study, and we talk about being betrayed and how we should handle it. If you've listened to this show, then you know that I always get real on here, so I don't want to hold you up. If you want to listen to the first part of the study, go tune in to episode number 90. But if you want to continue, here we go, guys. This is episode number 92 that I am calling Living in the Lion's Den, Study 2. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome Podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. The Hello Awesome Podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us. US and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z dot com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at sovida.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A dot com. Go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at seasaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y dot com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience and continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. 
With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection and it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is JACY10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snogaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Hello Awesome podcast. We have started a brand new Bible study series based off of a new book that I am working on titled Living in the Lion's Den. We are going through that children's Bible story that we are so familiar with, Daniel and the Lion's Den, and it has not taken us long to realize that, of course, the story has way more detail and realness than the children's version especially in relation to what we are facing right now in the United States. Now, I know some of you do not live in the States, but I know that what we're discussing in this study can be applied anywhere. We also have been taking a look into suffering and grief and how God uses all these things for his glory. Full disclosure, I work from home. I record my podcast during the day when I have my two boys here with me. So if you hear some noises in the background during any of my episodes, just know that life happens. And so you're hearing life happening. I want to briefly remind us, going back to the study, that it would really be wise to research and study these famous Bible stories for ourselves. Now, it's awesome to have the children's versions for things, but as adults, there are so many more details that we could glean from. And so looking into the scriptures as a grown-up, they're just so much more powerful than the children's versions. So I suggest that if you don't know what to study in your Bible, pick a famous Bible story and break it down. You will be surprised at what you find, I am sure, and what the Lord reveals to you. In episode 90, during the first part of our study, we talked about leadership and what made Daniel stand out. If you have not listened to the intro to this Bible study, I really suggest that you do, because the order of events is important when studying Daniel in the lion's den. If you don't want to stop and go back now, that's totally fine, but please revisit it at some point. You won't regret it. It really will bless you to learn all the details within this story. We left off talking about Daniel 6, 7 through 9, which showed us exactly what the leaders of Babylon proposed to King Darius, which was a new decree that they wanted him to approve. I want to jump right back into the study, so let's read it again. Daniel 6, 7 through 9 says, All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing, that it may be not changed, according to the law of Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius, sign the writing and the decree. Now, I'm not sure if I said that right. It's M-E-D-E-S. Medes or Medes, uh, but that's really besides the point. You can kind of see how the leaders of Babylon 
were trying to manipulate the situation, manipulate King Darius's emotions just so that they can get their way. I want to say it in a simpler, more modern way, if you don't mind. The proposition presented was simply this. All of us important government officials have discussed that there should be a royal statue and a law saying that if anyone makes a request to any god or man except for the king for the next 30 days, they'll be thrown into the pit of lions. That was my official voice. You are welcome. When they talk about den of lions in this verse, it's not a cave on the side of a mountain. It was actually a cut out hole in the ground, like a dungeon, where they kept the lions. I imagine the only way into this pit was a door made of stone at ground level, heavy enough to stay put, and would have to be pushed back into place. I'll have to do a little bit more research on that, but from what I've read and studied so far, that sounds about right. Well, their plan worked and King Darius signed a decree in Daniel 6.9. Let's see what Daniel 6.10 says happened next. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. It says as he did aforetime. This means like before or a former time. This means that it was part of who he was and how he honored God. It's telling us that Daniel is not new to prayer. There was no law on earth that could change Daniel's dedication to the law of God and his faithfulness to him. When Daniel heard about the new law that prohibited him from making any requests to anyone besides the king, including God, it did not change his dedication to the Lord. Remember, scripture says that Daniel was faithful, not only to the leadership in the physical world in Babylon, but especially faithful to his leadership spiritually. He opened his windows to pray three times a day and give thanks. Yes, even after it was against the law to do it. Yes, even though he knew what could happen. Because Daniel's faithfulness was in the power of the God who created the lions. When you have a relationship with the one who made the universe and everything in it, you begin to have more confidence in the creator more than creation. How would you have handled that betrayal? Or if we really want to get real, how would we handle betrayal if it happened to us right now? Probably not very well. When we feel betrayed, we should ask ourselves two questions. God, is there anything in me that brought this upon myself? And God, is there anything in them that I need to forgive? Let's have a heart to heart for a minute. What exactly is betrayal? According to vocabulary.com forward slash dictionary, betrayal is an act of deliberate disloyalty. It's not too often that we associate betrayal with grief. Maybe we pair it more with rage and retaliation. But I believe the more I read the word, the more I realize that there can be many different types of grief. The word grief itself is actually just a label for distress or suffering. And if you've lived long enough, you will unfortunately understand that grief can be experienced in numerous of ways. And I believe that betrayal is one way we can experience grief. 
Now we don't know if Daniel was grieved by this betrayal. We're not told of his emotional state and what his physical reaction was to the betrayal. It doesn't say in the scripture that he cried or was upset. If he was, I wouldn't fault him for that at all. And since Daniel was human like us, I can assume he had some sort of grief in his heart about the whole situation. He probably had some emotions about it. Because it hurts to be betrayed. Let's just be honest. Being betrayed is having somebody purposefully being disloyal to you. And that stinks. That's hurtful. It would grieve my heart for sure. Who hasn't had a friend or even just someone that they knew say or do something so incredibly hurtful or rude or mean and we see that they have no remorse or regret about it? That's devastating. I don't know how you would handle that, but looking at how I handled certain situations in the past, I cried a lot for one. There was a lot of junk food and a lot of tears, but I did pray a lot too. Maybe not with Thanksgiving like Daniel though. It was more pitiful than that, I can assure you. But the fact that Daniel gave thanks after he was betrayed, it just goes to show us how strong his devotion was to God and his level of understanding about the ways of God. The Lord Jesus Christ knows about grief, especially betrayal. Before the Passover, Jesus demonstrated how to behave when we are aware of a betrayal. I'm going to read a long portion of scripture here, FYI, but it is important to this story and I don't want to skip any parts. I hope you know not to expect fluff here on the podcast, right? Okay, here we go. John 13, 1 through 15 says this. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God, and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are cleaned, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also 
ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Jesus knew that Judas would betray him, and yet he washed his feet anyway. Because the greatest act of humility and love is greater than the betrayal of a friend. And no amount of retaliation will erase the suffering we experience through the grief of betrayal. Whether or not we have been betrayed yet, Jesus' example reminds us that serving out of love is always the answer, even to the people we feel don't deserve it. If we go back a few chapters before the foot washing, Scripture mentions the betrayal again in John 6, 63-64. Jesus says this, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believeth not, and who should betray him. The knowledge Jesus had that he would be betrayed by Judas never changed the course of his initial purpose. Do not let the knowledge you have about a personal betrayal derail your God-given purpose. Let God deal with them. This isn't saying be a doormat and don't stand up for yourself. Because I believe that the Lord will give us boldness in certain times when it is necessary to set the boundaries for how people are allowed to treat us. However, we are not to seek out revenge or to right the wrong in our own hands. Just as the saying goes, two wrongs don't make a right, I say, two wrongs doesn't heal you right. God gave you work to do. Focus on it and stay faithful. I know it's not easy because being betrayed may not even be a reflection of your character. It might be a reflection of theirs. But maybe the betrayal is not meant to cut you down so that you only suffer without end. Maybe the betrayal is being allowed to sharpen you like a tool to develop good character, godliness, and righteousness. If we say we want to be like Jesus, then we can't be surprised if somebody betrays us. Suffering is part of the deal. Grief is woven into our discipleship. To be betrayed is to be put into the same category as our Lord and Savior, and none of us are above being crucified. Jesus was sinless, and it still wasn't enough for them to accept him. So when we look at the betrayal that happened to Daniel, we can see similarities between Jesus and Daniel. Although he was faithful, loyal, hardworking, and honest, although no one could ever find a fault within him, Daniel still became a target. Sometimes the real lions to watch out for are the people circling around us, waiting for us to fail so that they could feast. I believe that one reason why the Lord gives us these Bible stories is to remind us of his goodness and the tools that he has given us to overcome. When Daniel was betrayed, he knew what was going on, and yet he didn't lash out in anger. He reacted in prayer. There's a lesson in there for us. We have to do the same when there has been a breach in trust and the grief comes to claim another victim. We can let it fuel our flesh or we can let it tame our inner beasts. Prayer is the calm whisper when we want to bare our teeth. It's the filter in which our words become sweeter. Prayer is the comforting blanket over the blazing fire. 
we could all practice retreating like Daniel into the soft presence of the true lion. The plans written against you might be encouraging your demise, but don't waver your devotion. It will be your faithfulness to God that will encourage you to walk on through. It will be the power of your consecration that sheds God's favor upon you. His favor is not a guaranteed shield. Bad things can still happen. But the favor of God is him being pleased with his child and saying, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. His favor is setting you apart for better things. A lion's den might be in your future, but when you have a relationship with the one who created the lion, fear must bow to that revelation. Do not be discouraged by the betrayal of people or the world. Don't worry if they reject you. We are not above how they treated the Lord. It will happen, unfortunately, but we have an advocate. We have a protector. His name is Jesus, and he endured suffering so that when we suffer, not if, but when we do, he can be a comforter to us in that time of need. Don't worry about trying to fit into a world that you're not meant to fit into. You are meant for so much more. It's so easy for us to obsess and discuss all the ways a lion could destroy us. But what if our anxious thoughts devour us before we even see the lion itself? What if we are giving the enemy too much power over our minds, more than the lion who formed our minds? Daniel prayed three times a day, and yet some of us complain about doing it once. He devoted three moments of earthly time to God. Prayer is not just another thing to do. It's not just something to check off your list. It is part of who we are. Daniel not only was an example that prayer is vital to a Christian life, but that self-denial is crucial in laying down what we want to do and committing to what God is calling us to do. We are called to be a praying people, not only for the generous benefits by His grace, but because of the spiritual levels that we reach when we are in relationship with God. We will never reach the next spiritual level in faith without prayer. It must accompany our breath like oxygen because it is. Without prayer, we would be like a dead tree, open to the elements around us without protection, dry from the root. If we want a mental health check, it's time for us to check our prayer life. Our thoughts have power. Before Daniel was in isolation in the lion's den, he isolated himself in prayer. He did not have to prepare when the suffering came. Prayer already prepared him. We don't need to know all the details of what is to come. Prayer will see us through. Not only does the God of the universe know my name and he knows my future, but he knows yours too. And the reason why prayer is so powerful is because of the one it reaches. It doesn't matter how eloquent we are. Moses taught us that. It doesn't matter who our parents are. Rahab taught us that. It doesn't even matter what our past sins are. David taught us that. God is what makes prayer powerful. It is a direct line to the heart of the lion. You can share all your concerns with the Lord. He cares about them too. Because the lion always watches out for his cubs. Alright guys, we are going to stop there for now. I am making these studies bite-sized so that they're easy to digest. And also because I don't want to give everything away that I'm writing in my book. Because I'm going to want you to buy one. Duh! 
<laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. The next two Mondays will be a huge treat because I have a guest interview that went so long, I'm splitting it into two shows. Eleni Young jumps on the podcast. She talks about the importance of filtering our media and she goes into the power of music. And guys, it is a good one. I officially am calling her my Canadian twin. So Eleni, if you're listening to this, I love you, sister. I am so excited. So I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for being here and for listening to this episode. Please make sure that you are subscribed in iTunes so that you don't miss out on anything. And leave a positive review if you've been blessed by anything I've shared on the podcast. This is how podcasting works. The more reviews I get, the more I get seen. And I just want other people to learn more about the Lord and to strengthen their relationship with Him through what we share on here. All right, guys, enough of me babbling. Have an amazing week, and I will talk to you again real soon. Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five-star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.